My family creates music, art, and books. Please support us and check it all out. Links are in the description. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Brett Keen. I hope you're all having a blessed day. As many of us know, there's been a lot of comic books, movies, and television shows, spinoffs, remakes of classic movies, great things, and unfortunately, 90% of these franchises, such as Star Wars and other movies and television shows out there, have completely failed because they didn't keep the formula, they didn't acknowledge what the the classical heroes or villains were even about. In fact, whenever it comes to uh, movies like Star Wars, they completely disrespect disrespected the original source as well as the characters and the classical heroes himself. I'll give you an example of something while we get into Cobra Kai. In the Star Wars uh trilogy, the new newest movies that were created, um, it was very clear that Harrison Ford didn't even want to be a part of Star Wars anymore. He had said so for years. He made a deal in the contract that in order for him to star in another Star Wars movie, he would need to be killed and his character completely wiped out. So Harrison Ford showed that he didn't give a rat's ass about his character or what his importance or significance in the movies was and we kind of give him a pass because we know the guy's like a hundred years old now and we know that he's not able to do any anything for Han Solo anymore but a lot of people I think they looked forward to the idea of him marrying Princess Leia and going on into the sunset you know um, as a hero but this is not what happened instead the movie shows us that apparently not only is he not a hero, but he's a bad father, a bad husband who didn't do what he was supposed to do for his family. He just couldn't pull it together. And in the end, his own son, out of spite and resentment and anger, ends up sticking a Jedi phaser sword into his guts and then dropping him into a bottomless hole. Now, usually whenever we think of the way a hero should die, because we understand if you're watching movies or television shows, there's some times where the writer feels as though they've done everything they can with a character and they end it. But let's take Star Trek, for example. If you were to take someone like Captain Kirk and you were to say, okay, we're going to kill him in the movies... Well, what you would do is exactly how they handled it. You would make it to where Captain Kirk would be on a ship. Some kind of tragedy would happen and Captain Kirk would do everything he could to save thousands of people in the process and then you end his life or have him trapped in some kind of spatial anomaly. You wouldn't kill him on Earth where he has a heart attack or something like that or something ridiculous. He would go out saving the world. And Captain Kirk, he not only died saving a ship filled with people, but he also ends up existing in something called a nexus, where he ends up helping the new generation and Captain Picard save the universe yet again. So 
twice before he actually completely dies, he saves the world. And people were fine with that. They were like, okay, Captain Kirk, William Shatner is like a hundred something, almost a hundred years old at this point. He's not going to be able to do it. And it's time to pass on the torch. And that's very important if you're going to do a remake or a spinoff of a show or a movie. If you're going to get rid of the older guys or you're going to retire them, then retire them with some class. And if they got to die, then you make sure they die in some kind of epic, legendary way. They should die the same way they lived. Incredible, awesome, fantastic. It satisfies the audience. We love these characters and we want to see them have the best life they can. We understand that death is inevitable, but if they're going to die, then make them die right. Do like uh, Worf, the Klingon, says, it's a good day to die. You know, you, you make them die cool, not, you know, like withering away in some kind of nursing home. That's not the way superheroes go out, at least in the fictional world. And you definitely don't humiliate them like they did to the characters on Star Wars. The Harrison Ford, his body is literally, according to that movie, his corpse is floating around in a bottomless hole where it just never ends. And sooner or later, he may end up coming out the other end of something and his body, his dead body, will just simply be floating around in space with this gnarly-ass look of, oh my god, my own son murdered me. That's, <laughs> that's horrible. What a fucking ignorant way to kill a character. I know he doesn't care about Han Solo, and he just did it because there was a billion dollars offered to him to do it, but shit, man. There could have been so many other ways to handle it. And the other problem with Star Wars was they didn't ever give us that peaceful moment, that resolution where Leia, Harrison Ford, Han Solo, Luke Skywalker ever meet each other and actually interact. Harrison Ford has like a minute of screen time with Leah, but... It just seemed like the movie wanted to get rid of them as quickly as possible and get on about a story that was not interesting whatsoever. They didn't do any build-up for the villain. We don't even know who Ben Solo is. Who is this guy? He wears a mask. He has a funny-ass voice. He sounds like he's talking to an AM radio. And what has Leah been doing this whole time? Why is Luke Skywalker, one of the most optimistic Jedis who believed in the good of the universe, now sitting on a damn cliff being a fucking hermit, just waiting to die, hiding his ship in the ocean? Like, okay, all right, so you used to be a master Jedi and you were training some kids and one of them turned to the dark side. Shit happens. That doesn't mean that you just like completely throw away your life and everything you've ever done. The most darkest thing that ever happened in your life was uh, having your own father be Darth Vader. Anything that happens after that's like bullshit. Who cares? It's like, okay, things are rough. So instead of quitting, why don't you go out of your way to try to bring this kid back into the light? That should have been your story. Try to bring Ben back. Not quit, give up, and then wait for some uh, 
diversified bullshit like Rey, the female Jedi, who's a Mary Sue overpowered, who can seem to kick everybody's ass and bend planets uh, just using her titties alone. It's ridiculous. And who is Rey? Why do I care about Rey? Who is this character? Was it just important to the people who were making Star Wars or Disney that they have a, a female Jedi? They couldn't even be bothered to tell me who she is, what she is. Oh, she lived on a desert planet, almost exactly copycat story of Luke Skywalker. But they give her no build. They make her not be, um, we don't care for her. We don't know who she is. We don't know what the hell her desires and ambitions are. She's just a, a cookie-cutter character. And it seems like the the movie was created by a bunch of damn feminists because it seemed like every man in the movie seemed to be getting dissected. And it was only like a purple-haired woman and Leah uh, before she, the woman who, Carrie Fisher, who plays Leah is thrown out in the space and then, and then all of a sudden does this like Hercules Zeus type of shit from Mount Olympus where she manages to fly back into the ship using like some kind of cool Jedi power. Boy, I wish Harrison Ford would have thought of that instead of falling down a bottomless pit for all eternity. That would have been something, right? So the reason why I bring up all this kind of stuff is because repeatedly... The fans, including myself, we watch these spinoffs. And these writers, they use our, they manipulate us because they know that we want nostalgia. They know that we want the return of the Jedi. They know that we want our superheroes and characters. But then they, they don't care about the characters. They end up coming along and destroying everything and then putting all these other people... To them, it's not important to make Star Wars good. It's not important to write a good story that everybody can appreciate. To them, the only thing that's going through their mind is, how do I get a woman to play in the role? How do I get a person of color to play in the role? How can I diversify things so I can feel like a virtue signaler? Instead of just simply putting some money aside and a budget and making a movie that is actually for women or for people of color, or for people who are actually interested in that shit. Basically, what I'm saying is, instead of trying to reimagine a character like Clark Kent and Superman, trying to make him black, or a woman, or whatever the case might be, how about you just either use other characters that are like Superman from multidimensional universes, or simply build your own character and give us some reason to give a damn. I think it's because a lot of these money-making corporations, they don't want to take risks. They would rather take an entire franchise down than take a risk on something new and something different. Well, Cobra Kai ends up doing the right thing. Not only do they do the right thing, but they even do more for the characters of the classic. Like, for instance, if you watch the original Karate Kid, the only kind of idea that you get from Johnny is that he's a bad kid. He's a kid who is determined to be a tryhard. We don't know anything about his parents. We just assume in the first movie that he's just a rich kid who's spoiled, who just so happens to have the ability to beat your ass because he took Cobra Kai. We 
know a little bit about the um, the guy who trained him. We know that he was in the military, so he's a pretty dangerous ass son of a bitch. But it was the the original movie was focused more on Ralph Macchio, but Ralph Macchio was such a Danielson was such a loved character, and they built him up so well. They started him out vulnerable and weak. I mean, it wasn't that he wasn't strong, but he just didn't have the tools to be able to defend himself against the new coming people that he was dealing with in a new town with a single mother and all this. Every step of the way, they built this kid up, and you got to a point where you loved him and you wanted to see him succeed. And any time he got hurt, you actually felt it. You actually felt like when he was kicked or slapped or humiliated, you felt like, yeah, yeah. And it didn't hurt the damn movie that they were playing songs from Chicago and playing all these like badass rock songs along with love songs that were just, the timing was perfect. The music was good. And it was a, the type of movie that wasn't just about karate, but it was, look, even in the hardest of times, as a kid, you can make it. A mother and her son can make it through any odds. And, of course, the story of Mr. Miyagi, a very mysterious man, very interesting, and he brought a lot to the table, and you cared about him, and he would repeatedly surprise us throughout the story. Now what do they do with Cobra Kai is they come along, and they take the the guys who are considered the enemy in the movie, and they build on to them. They don't kill them. They don't end them. They don't make a show where Ralph Macchio is 60 years old and he wants to just kick Johnny's ass. We find out that there's more to Johnny, and Johnny has more substance to him than we originally knew, that he was having a lot of problems in his own life. In fact, a lot of the things that are happening to Johnny are almost equal to that of Ralph Macchio. You've got a kid who's lost his mom and dad, who's basically lived with a rich uncle who didn't give a rat's ass about him, <clears throat> and that was the reason why he was so determined to be the best he could at Cobra Kai, because it was literally, for him, the only thing he had. And Cobra Kai became his family because he didn't have family before. And unfortunately, he the story tells us that he got married. But because he had a dysfunctional family in the first place, and the only thing he never knew was kicking ass, he made a terrible husband, made poor choices with his son, and now he's trying to do what is most important of all and be able to build from that point on to do the right thing for his kid and also his wife, who apparently, according to the first and second season, was an alcoholic. See, they built a lot of depth. They brought in some characters. They brought in this new young boy. And obviously, this boy represents the next generation of Cobra Kai. He is the second generation of Johnny. And then, of course, with Ralph Macho, Karate Kid, they bring in that he's got kids. Got a young son who's got a bad self-esteem but tries to pretend to be a badass. And a daughter who... Is this kind of chill, trying to be popular in school, but at the same time, she's going through a lot of humiliation, and she's being tested a lot like her father was. This is a great way to build a story. 
It's not only a great way to acknowledge and respect your older characters, but this is how you bring in new people by building them up from vulnerability into more relevant characters in the story. It's admirable, and it's what people wanted to see. One of the other things, the difference between Ralph Macchio and the man who's playing Johnny, um, Johnny, I can't remember his name for some reason, it just kind of slipped my mind, is Ralph Macchio and this fella, they've done interviews where apparently for the last 30 damn years they've been offered roles of doing a spinoff of Karate Kid, but they both have repeatedly said, oh no, I'm not doing this, this is trash, this is garbage, I don't give a shit how much you pay me, I'm not going to piss on the original Karate Kid stories. They had so much respect for the movies that they starred in and acknowledged what those movies had done for them that they were, was not willing to fucking soil the reputation of these movies. So, one day, writers came to them and actually said, this is what we want to do. We want it to not just be about Karate Kid, but we want it to be a story about family, bullying, how children develop and all this, family, friendship. And you actually feel like the show is alive, like it means something, like it has a direction and you can't wait to see what happens next. And it's very clear that the writers care about everything about the story. My only complaint about Cobra Kai is it takes them so damn long to make a, sh a new season. That's my only complaint. I love it. As far as Star Wars goes, as I mentioned, I think that Star Wars ended up getting a little bit more respect of recent because of The Mandalorian. But unfortunately, some of the actors have been embroiled in some political bullshit, and a couple of them were fired, and a couple of others said some stupid shit. And now, it doesn't look like we're going to get a season anytime soon of The Mandalorian. It looks like they're concentrating on Boba Fett and some other shit. And I'll be honest with you, I know there's a lot of people that like Boba Fett and some of those characters, but I don't give a damn. I was enjoying The Mandalorian. It seemed like it was going somewhere cool, and I especially was blown away by the Indian ending, not Indian, but ending when Luke Skywalker shows up as a Master Jedi. It was so beautiful, so incredible. So that's how you do it. It's the same with Rocky. One of the reasons why Creed is doing so well is because they acknowledge the awesomeness of Rocky. They not only acknowledge Rocky, but they acknowledge the other characters. They acknowledge the Russian and his role, Dolph Lundgren. They acknowledge Apollo Creed and what he was to the sport and how great he was. Stallone even goes humble on you and says, Yeah, when me and Apollo fought backstage, he ended up beating my ass in our little thing that happened in uh, Rocky Three. And the movie really, really respected. I think one of the reasons why the fifth movie in the Rocky series was bad because they took everything that Rocky worked for away. They made it to where him and his son was having like major issues that were really ignorant and unnecessary. And they end up 
basically disrespecting him. We, when we watch Sylvester Stallone, we're watching a movie where not only does he lose everything, but he almost loses his life. And we're not even concerned if he's going to win anymore. We're concerned, is he going to die because some idiot he trained? Stallone is used, he's manipulated, and you see that Rocky was dumb enough to allow one of his managers, Paulie, I think, to rip him off of a bunch of money and all these different things. It's just five. Five wasn't a feel-good movie. It just felt like everything Stallone did, everything Rocky did, went to dog shit. And it was over. And we knew that he was injured beyond belief, so he was never going to return. We'd never see that Rocky Returns thing. Until, of course, Balboa came along and somehow, miraculously, he's okay to fight at 80 years old in the ring with a champion of that day. But they handled it good, and it brought back that happy feeling that we all looked for. That's how you make a good movie, ladies and gentlemen. That's how you... you you've got to do something called passing the torch. you got to acknowledge where you came from and then build upon the characters and use elements of what worked in the formula of before in order to contrive of something uh, such as these legendary movies. If Star Wars comes out with something new, a new movie nowadays, I won't even be pumped up. I'll be like, eh, what, what new fucking horrible thing are they going to do to the movie? Do you guys remember how Mark Hamill died? Luke Skywalker? Could you imagine telling your friends, oh, Star Wars was cool. Unfortunately, Luke Skywalker died. How did he die? Did he die in a Jedi fight? Did they have to, like, bring 50,000 guys after him and he finally went down after taking 90% of them out with his Jedi powers? No. He sat on a fucking rock like an unshaved primate and just simply vanished. He disappeared and was never heard of before again. Fuck that, people. Come on. Well, ladies and gentlemen, um, I am looking forward to season four of Cobra Kai. I think that everyone should watch it from the beginning. Every time the season drops out, I end up binging the shit. I sit down, I watch it from beginning to end. That's how I do. All right, ladies and gentlemen, God bless.